Hello and welcome to today's micro lesson, which comes from the wonderful world of golf. The Masters at Augusta is one of the sport's pinnacle events, and this year there are lots of subplots. How will Tiger Woods play after his injuries and time away? This is his 25th Masters appearance. Rory McIlroy is in great form, but will he have that demon of 2008 whispering in his head when he dropped that four-shot lead coming into the back nine? And could Scotty Scheffler win back-to-back? Or could one of the breakaway players from the Live Tournament win? It promises to be a fascinating few days, but what can we take out of it from our perspective to build our mental game? Well, I think one great lesson is the ability to focus. One of the leaders who shared his strategies for building winning teams for Sporting Edge's leadership toolkit is Paul McGinley. I learned so much from the way he set up his Ryder Cup team for success. I'll add a link to the show notes for the full Mastermind episode with Paul. But in today's show, I wanted to explore the player's ability to stay focused in these key moments. We've spoken a lot on the show about how our mindset can be a competitive advantage in times of change and uncertainty. We've spoken about confidence. In such challenging times, we can feel like we've got a crisis of confidence. But I think this is also combined with a crisis of concentration. These two factors are so interlinked. If we're constantly being distracted by what happened last week or what might happen in the future and the consequences of failure, then we can start to feel very powerless. And I think golf gives us a great metaphor here. And Paul McGinley now sets the foundation on how to regain and maintain our concentration. Jack Nicklaus once had a saying. Um, He said many sayings, but the greatest player in the world, when he speaks, everybody listens. Um, I remember as a boy reading what he had to say um, on each shot. and, And his view was the most important shot in golf is the next one. And if you look at what the mind gurus out there are, are talking about on the tour, um, you listen to mind psychology and tennis or whatever, whatever it may be, um, it's that every shot is a new challenge. The temptation when you hit a bad shot is to bring it into the next shot, and we all want to avoid that. And the way to avoid that is to um, get stuck into the next shot as quickly as possible, assess things, get into your conscious mind. Okay, where is the ball? How is it sitting? How am I going to get it out of here? What swing do I have to produce to get it out of this bunker? Where is the pin position? What do I have to do to get this ball close? Um, And and start building up a structure on that shot. Once you get involved in a shot and dismiss everything either afterwards or before and stay in the present, that's when your success rate goes up. Staying in the present, assimilating, gathering all the information for that particular shot and getting stuck into the technique of it, getting stuck into the mental mindset of it, that's when you are in the present. Now, we might not be able to replicate the pressure of the first tee at the Masters this week, but our ability to control our attention is a huge mental skill that we can all definitely dial up. Maybe it's being asked to present in a team meeting when you made a mistake in the last one. Or maybe you're revising for an exam and you're so petrified about the results that you forget to revise or get distracted from revising properly. The ability to zoom back and forwards can definitely help us to take the lessons from past experiences and help us to prepare brilliantly coming up because this is important. But ultimately, the only thing we can control is what's in front of us in the next minute, the next hour and the next day. 
I often use the acronym WIN, W-I-N, in the workshops I present, where execs or sports teams have got such a massive hunger to achieve, but sometimes it can be counterproductive and we worry so much about whether we're going to win or not that we forget to prepare brilliantly because we're starting to worry about losing. So taking that W-I-N into something else and reframe it into what we can control. So W-I-N instead of win is, yes, we want to win, but what's important now? That's the key question. And this is the cue to compose ourselves when our heart rate's getting out of control. We can control our physiology by controlling our breathing and staying still. And we can also calm our mental chatter by asking this question, what's important now? How can I make an impact in the next minute, in the next 10 minutes, in the next hour, in this next meeting or the next project or the next shot down the fairway from a golfing perspective? In that golf analogy, if we hit one bad shot off the tee, we can imagine walking down the fairway to the ball in the trees, chuntering and building up that frustration about the injustice and how stupid we are and how could we possibly have played that shot at this important point. And then we stand over the ball as if it's winking and chirping at us and we want to melt it down the fairway again in our second shot. But it's a bit unfair. The ball doesn't deserve that. So we've got to choose a different response. As our emotions rise, we've got to think, what's important now? What's important in this next moment? And this rational view is really hard to perfect. But that's the challenge, I think, of high performance. Can I do the right thing in the right way at the right time? And then when we do, we rarely have any regrets. And I think the biggest issue that most people I've spoken to is when our mental game is so contaminated and tangled that we end up beating ourselves. Paul McGinley became a Ryder Cup legend when he putted that final shot at the Belfry. I was fascinated to hear what was going through his mind at that exact moment, how he stayed in control. And again, his ability to reframe the situation and stay in the moment was transformational for his career. The best example I can give in um, the best state of mind was, was the moment in time that I had in 2002 in the Ryder Cup uh, holding the winning pot uh, at the Belfry. It was as much as I had voices in my head saying, don't leave it short or it breaks more than you think. Uh, I dismissed them very quickly in my mind. Um, and standing over that putt, I can honestly say, yes, I was very nervous. Yes, my insides were turning around and I felt upside down. But the most part of me was incredibly excited about what I was about to do. I knew that um, if I hold this putt, we were going to win the Ryder Cup. And I was incredibly energized and incredibly excited. And almost to a point, and this is very important, where I didn't care if I missed. And when you have that uh, nirvana, that's generally when you perform at your best. I knew I was going to hit a great putt. I didn't know I was going to hold it, but I knew I was going to hit a great putt and that was good enough for me. How intriguing was that last phrase? Amidst the clatter of cameras and that pressurised hush of the crowd around the final green, he wasn't focused on winning. He wasn't even gripped by that binary result of it going into the hole or not. He was focused on trying to get the execution right. Because if he did that, everything else would take care of itself. So this is a really powerful insight. The more we crave success, the result, the more we need to drop back into the passion for the process, for excellence in delivery. 
to string together moments or pieces of work which guarantee a great result. It's really interesting to reframe this back into the process, into the things I can control in the moment and let the scoreboard, let the prize money take care of itself. So let's not see mindfulness as something that happens only on a Tuesday night in that lycra-clad village hall. It's a skill that we need every day to make our mind full of the next task, the next moment. We're constantly being distracted by pinging technology and inner alerts. But our job is to create the environment for our best work to happen most often. So next time that inner chatter pulls you back to past failures, or pulls you forward and catastrophizes about impending doom of what might happen. Just take those as signals and lessons to aid your preparation and to aid your refocusing. Take a moment and ask, what's important now? And with practice, you'll deliver a great performance and in time and repetition, success will become inevitable. It's a fascinating area and I really do wish you good luck retraining your focus to come back into the moment. If I can help in any way for you or your organisation, just drop me an email through to hello at sportingedge.com. And if you've enjoyed the show, please do click subscribe and share it with your network. I'm sure they'd love it too. Good luck and I'll see you soon.